Hi, welcome back to the Heim Time Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Heim. Hey, Travis, I'm Emma. <laughs> Emma Heim. <laughs> Emma Heim. <laughs> okay, nice to meet you. And uh, we're happy to be back. Uh, today's episode is uh, sponsored by Rar and Sons Beer. Shout out. Rar and Sons Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Delicious beer. Uh, the oldest craft, uh, bar, craft barbecue, the oldest craft beer brewery in Fort Worth. Yes. They've been doing it for a long time. Um, we're super thankful for, for Aaron Rar and Fritz and everything they're doing and, uh, for, for caring enough to sponsor this podcast. Yeah. So, uh, hit them up. All their beers are great, but especially Paleta de Mango, one of my favorites. <laughs> good That's what job. I'm sipping on. Thank you. <laughs> what are you drinking? Adios Pantalones. Which so is good. Maybe the best name for a beer the best name, of all time. Which is why I enjoy it. And it's pink. It is, is pink. Yeah. The draws, can. draws the eye. It's awesome. Uh, they just uh, released a new uh, beer, Rarchelada, which is kind of like a, a Michelada, if you mm -hmm. will, in a can form. So it's got a little spices and stuff. So. Um, delicious. I love a traditional michelada with a little lime juice. Mm -hmm. And uh, they said you could pour this over ice with some lime juice. Um, but it's delicious. Really Yum. good stuff. So uh, shout out RAR. Drink their beer, uh, a, a lot of it, but do it responsibly. Um, we we want to say that. And then uh, tag RAR and Sons and say, I am drinking the beer because you guys sponsor Heimtime Podcast and uh, let's keep it going. So yeah. that's awesome. So uh, thank you to Rar. Also, they have a music deal coming up. Yeah, you know Rhythm Rhythm and Roots Fort Worth. That's actually the website, www.rhythmandrootsfortworth.com. And they are doing shows. This one is on July 23rd. It's Hayes Carl. And awesome. yeah, it's going to be a good time. And Secret Sisters take the stage at 730. Doors open at 630. And then he's going to go on after that. You can purchase tickets on the website. And you actually get some free beers, technically. What? Three beers. Um, so anyway, it's a good time. Your kids can come. Zero to nine are free. Damn. Important <laughs> these stages of life. Right. And uh, anyway, you can enjoy some raw beer and listen to some good music. And also our uh, friend Jen is the event planner for that Ellison event. So shout out to her, too. Yeah. And, and Jen, they did um, the event. River and Blues. River and Blues Fest this yeah. last year, which was kind of with COVID. That was a bummer, but it was an awesome, awesome production and everything else. So anything that Jen's doing is going to be great. So check out. Yeah. Perfect excuse to go drink delicious raw beer, listen to some music, and uh, and have a great time. So check all that out. Um, obviously, you can just you know look at uh, their website, their Instagram, yeah. all that stuff. But uh, Raw and Sons Brewing Company, Forward, Texas, are one of our favorite beers, hands down. Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, delicious stuff. Love go you, Aaron. And drink it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Okay. Hello. Welcome Hi. back. Hello. Hi, everyone. I'm Travis. I'm Emma. Good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, it's been a while. It's time time. Officially again. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I need the fireworks. It is officially Heim time. Yes. Um, another hot, awesome 
tasty episode for you. We're really excited. This has been a while. Uh, if you're viewing uh, this podcast, which we would recommend, you may notice uh, something a little different. We've we've upgraded our digs here upgraded. quite a bit. Um, Is that a song, uh, honey? Let me upgrade you. Probably. <laughs> So uh, shout out Paul, Nexum yeah. um, Studios. Uh, he has has uh, just done an awesome job. So there's multiple studios here. Um, so as we continue the podcast, we'll bring on some guests and some other stuff. You may see some different different uh, layouts and Opera different around. things. But uh, yeah, overall, uh, awesome. Yeah. I really like it so Very far. Very comfy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. So we're happy to be here. Um What's been going on in your life these past six oh, months? Well, thanks for asking. <laughs> so uh, I, I believe actually it was our last podcast. We announced that we were having a child. Yeah. I was hiding a belly underneath the table during our podcast. Um, so Secret we, time, I think, was the episode. Secret. Um, we officially successfully had a child. All right. <laughs> um, awesome. She's now six months. So thank you all for bearing with us as we took a break to actually like start our, our child's our life, life. Yeah. um she's doing awesome her name's izzy she just hit six months um she's she's we adorable yeah. she's got big blue eyes and a little like actually a lot of hair for a little baby a lot of hair. um and it's a strawberry blonde like mommy and daddy so she's definitely ours <laughs> yeah I, I don't know how the future will go but at least we know she'll have hair between us we're, <laughs> we we're have very a lot of hair with uh <laughs> being able to grow hair uh, yeah. facially or otherwise. <laughs> so that's so, good. That's yeah, good for... so we had, we had a kid and it's going well. So How far, many so good. times have you watched the hit movie Moana? Ooh, <laughs> at least, I, for real, for real, like in for reals, probably like 200 times. I would say so. Like if you're, I mean, I would, I would say like a million, but I know that's not realistic, but I would say probably at least 200 times. And I only did that. I put it on just to get her, like I was cooking in the kitchen. I was like, okay, I need her to stop crying for one second while I finish this meal. And I put it on a distraction. Yeah. We love the islands. I was like, maybe my child will. <laughs> Moana is like breathing to her. It is the best thing yeah, she <laughs> ever. As soon as she hears the songs, she starts to lose it. So Anyway, pro Moana, anything else absolutely sucks to her. <laughs> not a big fan. I tried uh, Frozen one day no, when I was watching no. her and not a fan. Uh, not a big fan. She doesn't even really like like Lion King. All Lion the King old, too, the yeah. OGs. Well, first of all, Lion King, when I put it on the other day, it's a pretty intense movie. I know, like, it's if sad. You really, uh, if you really go back, it's like... Mufasa. The, yeah, and the... Scar. Uh, the, you know, his dad dies. I and know. it's like, this is a... Uh, you know, I guess when we were kids, things were pretty wheels off, like Bambi's mom's getting shot. and Dumbo like, you know, gets a, taken. A Disney, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen Dumbo. Dumbo? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there Pinocchio. you have it. That was a, a Disney movie review for <laughs> Pinocchio, the, the kid, like, has to go away and lives on, like, a weird farm or a weird, like, show. And then he, yeah. like, becomes a donkey. Have you seen okay. that? Okay, no. Okay, see? Well, I just remember uh, Geppetto. Wasn't that the guy's name? Yeah, I think that's like his dad. Anyway, um, Moana. <laughs> yeah, no, but it, it's... Uh, they're, D- Disney movies are different now, I feel like. Like, a lot of the newer ones are a little... Yeah. You know, there's not as much death and murder, it seems like, but... There Lion is King, a scary volcano demon right. in Moana. 
but it's it's almost which Izzy uh, doesn't care which, about. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen Moana yet, but um, it's a great it's a great movie because then things work out in the end. Yeah. And two, the biggest thing I think of Moana is Dwayne the Rock Johnson, one of your favorite mm. uh, gentlemen actors. Um, even though <laughs> ladies, he's not. you know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, he sings in it and does a good job. So, yeah, Izzy, uh, our daughter, huge Moana fan. Our daughter. Does that sound weird to say? It's very weird. It is kind of um, weird. I don't, um, it, I, I think, too, like, I had, you know, it, it's funny because, like, everyone that has kids, at least my friend group, was like, don't have kids, <laughs> you know, well, which is like, I love you guys. Maybe but. that's something about <laughs> my friends, but th then I, you know, it's like the reality is it's, uh, it's life changing. And I think yeah. that's difficult, um, probably for everybody, but it's really difficult for some people. And I didn't understand what that meant until, you know, even recently, cause when the first couple of months, you're just like, I just need to keep her alive. Like, this is like <laughs> the all I'm worried about. And then you have a little more time for reflection and, and other stuff. And, and like we were talking about the other day, I think it's almost like, like, you know, you're, you're wearing like kid glasses right. and it's like now everything that I see and care about in the world is, this is the only thing. And then, mm -hmm. you know, business or personal or whatever, it's all surrounded or whatever by the fact that like we have a daughter and I just want everything to be great right. for her. So it's a, um, I might've said this before, like when I was pregnant, but I was like, I felt like it was a level up in life because you, I mean, you know, if you don't have a kid, you really don't understand not to, not, not to separate Can't anybody out, <laughs> but I didn't it's even pregnant, you know, and even like her on earth, I was still like, Oh, you know, cool. And then all of a sudden it like clicks and you're just like, this is the most insane and best thing of life that like life has to offer if yeah. you're into it, you know, some people yeah. aren't, but. Well, for us, we didn't even know if we could have kids. Yeah, we didn't. So, you know, to then we, when we found out, we're like, oh, we're like, well, well you don't is... know if we can have kids. Let's just <laughs> keep opening restaurants. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, <laughs> that, we have you a, know, a human. You, you were pregnant in the middle of uh, a global pandemic. Yeah. While also, we were opening our Dallas restaurant location. What was that like? Oh, Pandy Baby? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. A lot of people ask me that question. I'm sure a lot of pregnant people that were pregnant in the pandemic have gotten that question. Right. But for me, I obviously didn't know any different. Yeah. So it's not so like I was like, time. oh, it was so much better in 2010 when it wasn't a pandemic or whatever, because I don't know what that was like. So for me, I kind of used this time to zen out and was like, well, not only do I not have to be obligated to do anything, honestly, right now, I can't change anything. The restaurants are doing what they are doing based off of like the government <laughs> at yeah. the time. Thank you. So I couldn't change anything. And then there was a rampant like virus going around. So I don't want to catch that. Don't know how it's going to affect me or the baby. So yeah, no I one just, really knew how at, at that. No. Point either, and I'd heard so. both sides, like it could affect the baby while she's in the belly and all this stuff. So I just kind of was like, you know, I'm just going to be and then grow this baby and worked out. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah. From a restaurant standpoint, what, um, how, how are things going with the restaurants now? Yeah. 
better. Great. Yeah. So much better. Thank you guys for continually supporting us because during the pandemic, it was like, we don't really know what's going to happen. I mean, literally we, we did all the curbside stuff, the drive-throughs, um, call ahead, whatever Anything, we had to yeah. do selling raw meat. I don't know if that was legal, but well, the first time it was <laughs> illegal, but then Whoops. after that, it, uh, I think it was okay. I mean, but it's no, great thing, to see people back in the restaurants. Yeah. We, we noticed a clear, uh, I think March was kind of a turning point mm-hmm. and then April and May were hands down some of the busiest months we've ever had. And then too, you had mother's day. Then we just had uh father's day. And I think, I don't know. I feel like there's a collective kind of uh, ease or easing of people. A lot of people have had the vaccine, like we had yeah. the vaccine and I'm comfortable saying that. And um, people are like, I just want to live my life again. And like right. go, well, people go are ready to go to restaurants yeah. or bars or do anything social. I mean, that just, just seeing friends or seeing family for uh, a lot of people wasn't an option during you know, the past year or so. You um, barely got to come into the hospital to like see your child be no, born. <laughs> I know that was, um, and, our family and, definitely didn't get to, but if it had been a month earlier, maybe I wouldn't have. Cause that Seriously. was, you know, she was born in December and then I couldn't go to most of the doctor visits. Yeah. Or, you know, I honestly like, you know, shout out to my OB. She totally let you sneak in. <laughs> she was awesome. Yeah. If you need her number, message me. <laughs> yeah. She was awesome. Yeah. So that, that, the whole thing was weird. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't want to spend a ton of time talking about it because everybody went through it. And it's at the end of the day, we're just trying to sell barbecue. You know, there's people mm-hmm. with real problems right. you know, that were like seriously affected by it. So um, but the restaurants, you know, they're turning around. Everything's awesome. Yeah. People are coming out. The weekends are back to normal feeling yeah, yeah. even bigger. Almost. It feels like so. It's like all it's been good. awesome. Yeah. Did you want to announce the big news about the south of here place? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. We're pregnant. I'm just no, kidding. Jesus. That's news to me. So. <laughs> yeah, I decided to tell you on the podcast. I gotta leave. We're um, opening a fourth location. Yep. Because again, we're nuts. Yep. Um, so we'll be in Burleson. Yeah, Burleson, um, Texas. Burleson, Texas. Um, in this, I guess it's like the town square area. Old town ish. Yeah, by the Babe's Chicken, right behind there. Old um, town adjacent uh, area. Yeah. So it's, I don't know if we've officially announced it. I know the city kind of put something out, but it's an awesome, you know, deal that we worked out with them. It's going to be a brand new building right next to um, Burleson and the city council has put a ton of money into kind of redeveloping sort Mm -hmm. of old town. And they really want to bring new businesses and restaurants, family friendly places to, uh, to Burleson. So where we're going to go is right across the street from uh, sort of a park, open park area where they have a stage. Um, the city's put in, you know, this really, really cool kind of walkable plaza type thing. So, uh, we'll have a, a pretty big size restaurant, but then we'll have a rooftop bar that's yeah. going to overlook and all stage. of that area. Um, so we're excited. So that's, that's, I guess this is the first time we've. Yeah, actually it, we but... haven't, we haven't even posted any of it on any social media. I haven't. Yeah. Um, surprise. So there you go. <laughs> awesome. Um, where to begin? What Let's, do you What do you have? Anything <laughs> that notes? Um, 
I want to talk about something, and I just made a noise. Sorry, Paul, on the desk. He's <laughs> like, you know, did all this work with the coasters and stuff, and I'm still making noises. Um, have you seen Airplane Seafood Lady? Yes. The With the lobsters? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. So okay. A couple people sent it to me. It's okay. just, you know, I don't know. What do you say about that? We Why? may have to have you put a photo up in the in the deal, Paul. Oh, yeah. But uh, uh, to to, if I must p- spell it out for everyone, a woman, a uh, young lady, brought on <laughs> a aluminum foil uh, pan, if you will, on, onto an airplane of what looks like delicious seafood, but lobsters. It's like a lot a CFO tower, but on a plane. Yeah, there's like <laughs> some sort of uh, collard greens mixed in. I noticed on the table there's uh, a half avocado for some reason. Um, but <laughs> making this, herself at home. I, I guess, yeah. I mean, I don't even eat like that at home. Who does? It's Ooh, crazy. What are you saying? I'm saying I want some <laughs> lobster needs, at the house, but towers. I just don't. You know, it doesn't happen. Um, is this? appropriate behavior is what I want to ask because I, I I feel like I've never this this went viral on Twitter and people are like you need to throw her off the plane well and, she was just having a party for herself but who does that? but there was like little like rums and like oh they were partying. they were like having a party yeah. just like a, in row 35 on a plane yeah. and it was spirit airlines I don't know what that says you know just <laughs> I just feel like that's a part of the have story you ever flown needs, spirit, no. by the way I have no the only thing I heard about Spirit is it's cheap, but then you have to fly the plane yourself. <laughs> it's, like it's not worth the, not worth the hassle. But anyway, we'll see if Paul can throw a photo up. Um, we had an experience flying back from New York. Yes. Do you want to tell the people about that? Um, so I think we were actually delayed like three times or something. So we finally get on the plane and we're like exhausted at this point and this lady, I think like two rows ahead of us or behind us, some like in the near area of us, opens a gallon Ziploc bag of Indian food, mm-hmm. has her own paper plates. It's like mm-hmm. kind of hot and steamy. Like yeah. you can like, it's like a hot plate of food that she was like making up for her kids. And it was just like, I just literally cannot handle it. I got to actually go to India a couple years ago and, uh, you know, I'm not a fan of the food, so it kind of just gave okay. me all these memories. Flashbacks. That, yeah, flashbacks. <laughs> so I, uh, I don't know if I've eaten a ton of Indian food. Mm-hmm. I think I've had um, various, some people really love it. Yeah, various curries and other yeah. you know things like that. But and I think I felt like at the time I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" Like I felt like seafood lady with the <laughs> this this would just drive me nuts. I think now having a child. Is as weird as it seemed, and you know, in, mm-hmm. in the moment, I was like, "This is awful." She was just trying to like feed her kids, and maybe she didn't want to pay or didn't, you know, yeah. pay for airplane food. But I'm telling you, then for uh, you know, that was from New York to Dallas flight. The entire airplane smelled like curry or of whatever course. it was. So I can only begin to imagine what a half you know, tray, aluminum foil tray <laughs> of like seafood, lobsters and other things did. And then what if somebody had a shellfish allergy or something? It's just weird know. recycled air. Like you can't get rid of that stuff. You can't crack you can't, a window. You can't like get rid of the shells. They're on the flight the whole way. Exactly. Anyway, no, it's no. 
Okay. Don't. Well, I, 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 is there, what's an appropriate food? Cause I'll get like snacks. I know like cheese my best or... friend just came to town. Yeah. Um, she's from LA. Her, it was Father's Day, so she took back, like, a whole brisket and, like, a bunch of bacon. We got her, like, a one of those carry-around bags for food and ice packs, and she took that on, but I had it back-sealed. It was cold. It was cold. Yeah. She had it back, or I had it back-sealed, like, all, cold packs, all this stuff. Right. Like, that's good to go. Like, she's carrying it on fine. I, I feel like that's safe. Right? I know people have carried our food on planes, though, yeah. like, hot yeah. to go food. Which I but mean, I mean, I would hope. I mean, you know, you guys tell us that it smells good. <laughs> better than weird lobsters or something. I don't it know. did kind of look like she stopped at her favorite restaurant before getting on the plane, and like they got her what, stuff. What airport restaurant serves and aluminum take, foil trays? That's what I'm saying. She was like on vacation and was like going home, and she got the the food, and then yeah. like took it to the airport, and then like she went oh. through check and everything. Yeah. Like people do with us. Right. I don't know. <laughs> so that's I mean, a no for I, you? Well, I, I, even seriously, we've gotten Chick-fil-A, you know, and taken yeah. it on the plane. And you're like, well, I'm not hungry now, but, I, you know, I'll eat it. And even then, a little part of me is like, this kind of smells like fried food. You yeah. know, is this disturbing um, someone else? But I think for the most part, people's behavior on planes is abhorrent i think it's really terrible and like people <laughs> will take their shoes off and just the toes touch hanging everything. over the edge <laughs> i mean I, I get like if you have flip-flops i get it you know you're like whatever i don't want to wear my flip taking your on. golden gooses off <laughs> but we've seen and there's a what is it passenger shaming instagram which is a great instagram Ooh. have you seen that it's no. just like people like that like seafood lady where it's like people that are just behaving ridiculously but th if you follow them you'll see this is not a random occurrence like this people are probably taking lobsters on planes all the time we just happen to catch this okay. one and, i see and what see, you're saying um, catch this one <laughs> well just in in any like i think if anything the pandemic proved that people are just animals right like at right. the end of the day like because that's what somebody was saying you know the the, the thing the plane it lands it's 15 minutes before they open the door. They're like, what happens the second that the plane up. stops? Everyone stands up and is, you know, huddled together. So it's like, I don't know. The the, the taking off of the shoes is, <laughs> to me, just Why do you say it like that? It's weird. The taking I don't get off it. of the shoes. I, what I'm saying is. <laughs> no, like, I get it. I get what you're saying. 100%. I guess what I'm trying to say is there's a line, right? Like. Can you should you just take... sit there like on your phone or watching movies is, or reading a book is what you're trying to say. Turn your light off if everyone's lights off also. Well, well okay. So now we're getting into what about <laughs> windows? What about an early morning flight? Close late your night window. Flight? Okay. But what if somebody's like, I've never been to Topeka. I want to open the. <laughs> is it not Kansas? <laughs> <laughs> See, check out the, when we land. Five minutes is good. Turn And then close it. We've been on flight. We used to travel a lot with business, but we've been on flights where it's like every window in the plane is closed, and then there's one guy that's like, "Yeah, got to see what's." And going everyone's on out like, here. like pretty happy watching movies yeah. or sleeping, and then it's just like this one person. Yeah. So. But it, is that equivalent? Safer out. I mean, it's okay. 
Okay. Well, I disagree. I disagree strongly, but the the window thing, the window thing, the light doesn't really bother me as much because some people like at night, some people can't, you know, can't sleep or whatever. So they're like, I'm going to have the light on. I'm going to read. Right. Yeah. You're right. I understand. I mean, that. I did bring it up. I do think so. Okay. <laughs> by the way, this, uh, podcast is sponsored by RAR. Uh, beer brewing so um we're enjoying i'm enjoying a plate de to... mango mango chili beer <laughs> chile beer with lime delicious what are you having adios pantalones it's beer with lemon and lime cerveza de session that's how you got pregnant so it's funny full circle thank you adios pantalones <laughs> do you get it <laughs> okay it's a dumb joke. dad joke i gotta up my dad jokes now that i'm no, officially you've always had good jokes officially um you officially have the title i guess it's crazy we watched um highly recommend a uh series on netflix the pop i actually forgot pop what it's culture. called but it's about pop music yeah it's awesome it's really good um and the, with one of the first episodes boys to men i'm a huge fan boys to men have been for a while is it over did we watch all of them i think so oh i know um well you were like the british rock one came on and you were like i don't care about this shit so we, we skipped the british rock <laughs> not a big oasis fan not a big uh, uh you know what you are know, you gonna do i thought but, there'd be more about britney but there the was britney actually... was interesting though some of the stuff mm -hmm. like the swedish where they talked about the swedish yeah. producers and all that um yeah and two, I guess I never put it together, but Boys to Men was like the original pop pop group boy band, or whatever boy band, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then they kind of talked about, of course, what always happens in Backstreet Boys, Ninety Eight Degrees, all those other guys just were like, "Hey, we'll just copy what they're doing mm -hmm. and do a shittier version of it." And <laughs> well, everybody negotiable. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Are you? Uh, <laughs> boys to Men is so good. <laughs> give me your. Uh, no, is that a ranking? Let's go back to high school. Was this high school or middle school for you when the boy bands were really popping? Um, middle school? Middle school. Late middle school, yeah, probably. Probably about to be high school. Eighth yeah. grade, maybe. Yeah. Give me your. In sync. Backstreet Boys. You didn't Boys. have to think about it. Number one. 98 degrees. In that order. Always 98 degrees last. What Sorry, about, Nick. Um, <laughs> The tats, though, are pretty good. Wasn't there, like, another one that, like, didn't really... Um, O-Town? Is that a thing? Mm. That's not a thing. Is it? Is uh, it? I remember there was, like, a fringe. Because, too, what's funny, too, when you watch that, like, 98 Degrees, no one knows the other guys. It's no, it's the just the two brothers Nick and then Lachey, other people. <laughs> and then there's, like, a guy that looks like a 7-Eleven manager. <laughs> like, Is that how the did brother? He, one of the older guys, I don't know. But he was on that this series that's like, what, what? Uh, well 98 degrees you're like okay but then like backstreet boys okay all the ladies out there maybe some gentlemen too kevin backstreet boys completely underrated <laughs> although he did age rather poorly he was the guy that looked 40 he because he in 1998. was 40 okay. is the, <laughs> it, that's the kicker <laughs> it's like he was older than everyone i'm pretty sure well that makes sense but anyway that series is really good well, I want to delve into this a little more. So, okay. in sync number one, of course, it's not. You didn't even think about it. Yeah. Well, if you really, I mean, back then, back then is number one. Number one is Britney. 
Okay. Because we've, I mean, I had a Twitter fight with someone about that not long ago. <laughs> what was it? Mandy Moore or oh, Brittany? Remember? We did to discuss yeah. this. Yeah. And I was like, Mandy Moore? What? Did we ever talk about that on the podcast? I don't know. Yeah. But uh, Brittany forever, so. It's not even a debate. I know. Mandy Moore? Who? Like versus Brittany? I'm missing you like candy, I think is her white <sighs> one. All right. <laughs> Whatever. But anyway, that like in sync, just yeah. JT. Right. Headman, like cool. Joey, Joey Fatone, which this is a hack joke, but I've heard like his last name is literally Fat One. Has you ever put that yeah. together? Fat One. He's a fat I one. I saw that on Impractical Jokers. Did they say that? that well, yeah. And then they, um, they went to like his hot dog place or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does own a chain of hot dog Which restaurants. Which is like, what? <laughs> I mean, hey, you got to make money. They're not making any more hit in sync songs, I don't think. They could. So. Uh, JT. It's too expensive now. JT's doing great. Yeah. Um, He's come out and said some stuff about like if he could, he would like take back what he said and did to Britney and all this stuff with everything going on with the hashtag free Britney stuff. So tell me more about this because you're my number one <laughs> news source for all things Britney. <laughs> for pop so culture. She is in a so she's in conservatorship. Yes. Uh-huh. So, so she started going nuts, but then like allegedly. everyone was like basically allegedly, yeah. was she really nuts or was it like she was just trying to get away from like, you know, media and whatnot. Right. And uh, so then the head shaving and all that. Right. Yeah. So basically it's been 13 years. Her parents or her dad like took over her estate, her life, everything, her money, her job. Like yeah. she had to work when he has said to work, all this stuff. And so now she, it's been 13 years and she's like trying to get out of it. So she's right. had to literally go to like court and like meet with counsel and all this stuff about right. trying to get out of this conservatorship. That's what's come out recently. Her, right. And there was also a, yeah. um, like a show not long ago that she did or that was about this whole thing. Hmm. And so anyway, they went through like the lawyers and all this stuff. And, um, so recently, well, no, not recently. She's just been kind of like, I'm fine. All this stuff. Well, there's like on her Instagram, it's almost like you're trying to tell us something. Brittany. Codes. For these, I remember this yes, part, you saying this from with these the true followers of Brittany. It's like, no, something is going on. And like someone even said like, okay, so if you're in, if you're feeling this way, put like a yellow top on. If you're like in danger or something, right. or you feel like you're, yep. Yeah. And, and that was just one of the comments. Next video. Next Instagram post. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, Brittany's trying to tell us something. Yeah. There was also <laughs> something like, like hold a rose or something if like XYZ is happening. And yeah. she like had a rose in the next one. Fascinating. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, I've just been all about it because I've loved she was the first CD I've ever purchased with my own money that wasn't like a religious CD based off my parents suggestions DC so, talk or something yeah. jars of clay jars of clay <laughs> um, great great ones <laughs> um, so anyway uh, so it's all coming out now that she's like actually speaking her mind so like I right. think this conservative ship was like so aggressively over her yeah. that she felt like she couldn't even speak her mind and be herself at right. all, even if she's like at home posting videos on Instagram. And so apparently like this past week she did, she went to court and actually was like, I am 
un, I'm just miserable. I can't yeah. handle this. No Can one is actually this? seeing what's happening. Um, and so she actually spoke her mind, which like all of her, the followers are like, hell yes. Like let's free Britney for real now. So can I make a counterpoint? Yeah. Kevin Federline. He came out this week and said, she he even, yeah, I mean, not a great decision, right? It's not if we're, but like, if like we're what? Putting it on a, <laughs> a lot of you know, like famous people have made poor decisions J-Lo, and regular people. <laughs> JLo's also married but multiple. What I want to get back to. Okay. Sorry to interrupt. Is that people are saying that she was so aggressively sought after by paparazzi. So aggressively yeah. like taken advantage of by the media and by like, you know, work and all this stuff that right. that is really why she acted out, which I mean, there may in there, I think there is some actual mental stuff going on, but that's what they're saying yeah. is like the actual reason is why she really lost it because people were completely hounding her nonstop. And like, even with her babies, like, you know, going after her yeah. 50 people, hundred people. Yeah. So I could I kind of get why she freaked out. Imagine that. And I think, no. too, they, you know, there's got to be something to that, that that added tremendous mental stress. There is. You can stress. never be yourself. But I think, too, with with specifically with her and, and those, Christina Aguilera, all the, I mean, I guess she had issues or whatever, but um, pre-social media right. was different even. Because it's not like now you could literally... Pull up your phone and be like, what is, I don't even know a famous person. <laughs> I was trying to think of uh, whatever the cool, the girl that uh, Justin Bieber married or whatever. She sings, right? Haley. Um, no, she's a model. Well, okay. Doja Cat. Uh, sure. Doja Cat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't pick out of a lineup, but um, you, I, I would imagine this Mrs. Cat, you could pull up on Instagram and see exactly what she's doing now. Back in the day, it was like uh tiger beat or whatever like that was oh yeah these paparazzi were like you know f you know whatever they were the ones saying like look at what this idiot's doing today and you know getting a but bunch it's of money. All, it's like everything has become okay right at this stage and i think it's like when britney started coming up i mean there's things where in that documentary i forget what it's, it's like on hulu or something um but it's like they're literally asking her, like, so are you a virgin? Right. Like, straight up just asking her, like, oh, you think you can wear shirts like that? And she's just like, I like to dress like this. And, you know, it's crazy. It's it's insane what people would ask, which, like, nowadays, it's like everyone just kind of posts what they're doing. But to yeah. ask, like, a 16-year-old girl, yeah. hey, are you a virgin? Like, is that pr appropriate? Well, first of all, no one, like, cares now. But, you know, yeah. I feel like. Uh, but so then JT the comes out and says, today. like. You know, my bad for like basically like also contri contributing to everything that went on with you. Well, yeah. I mean, who knows? Um, <laughs> anyway, all right. Hashtag yeah, free Britney. Time, uh, hashtag free Britney. <laughs> your number one Britney related news source wow. um, from our correspondent, Emma Heim. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah. So that's wild. I think, too, with the pop thing, the other thing that we kind of talked about was there's an episode on music festivals, which we love a good mm -hmm. music festival. We watching it and like Glastonbury and Woodstock mm -hmm. and all that. 
your your immediate reaction now is like this is uncomfortable right there's a hundred thousand people that are one inch away from each other's faces and maybe it's just the covid shock which i wonder when if ever that's going to go away but do you think (laughs) that's coming back i mean i feel like most people don't care we talked about that like we we um we know people that are like obsessed with concerts and so they're definitely going back i mean you and i we have a list of people we want to see yeah but i'm not gonna be in the pit though well see i always have this thing i I don't know if this is like a thing but like i like to know where a restroom is like at all times you know just in case and like how do you use the restroom yeah like specifically at those things yeah we're like there's 50,000 people between you and the porta potty. <laughs> and there's 100 million people in the line for what the porta potty. <laughs> yeah, what do you do in you this know. situation? And we've we've had a not at like a Metallica show, but we've had Ava Brothers, Dave Matthews mm-hmm. where we've gone like in the pit, uh Dead. Dead and Company, which is always a great time. Always. <laughs> and I don't I just don't like it to be honest. I don't know, maybe that's not my cup of tea or whatever, but I'd rather like be further back at a comfortable position uh, where I can hear everything and, like, and see everything. Restroom. See, I'm not, that's not as big of a concern for me. I just uh, want to know. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, you know, like, I guess most of the Dallas concerts we've seen have been at Jexa or whatever the hell they call it now. Um, so. Yeah. What is, is that, that called is? now? Dosecchi's, Dosecchi's yeah. off, whatever. Um, and so I, I like being on the in the lawn. I feel like that's more comfortable. Yeah. But you know, I don't know. So I just who wonder. do you want to see? I I would love to see Dead and Company. You know, October, I think right? They're they're playing in October. They're playing Wrigley Field again, which we went to yeah. a couple years back. It was awesome. Um, they're finishing the tour at the Hollywood Bowl. I think I that think. would be cool. So that would be awesome. How young is too young to take your daughter to a Grateful Dead <laughs> What's show? The Octo- oh, wait, when do they in October, November? Is yeah. you almost be one too young. <laughs> I wonder um, what the effects of drugs are on oh my a child with them. Just peripherally, if you're just in, in the vicinity great. of drugs, it's probably If you not, do that, uh, though... More power to you. Yeah, yeah, no disrespect, but um, it's hard to separate the two at a Grateful Dead show because it's just you're just around it, and there's a that's kind of their vibe, which it's fun if you're you know into the music. And I'm all talking that. about taking your infant. No, that's what I mean. It's <laughs> okay. like, but people are out there with their kids. Oh I yeah, mean, we you know, sat next to people with a kid last time. They don't have shoes on, which is a you know dead giveaway. You're like, well, they're probably not making dead the best giveaway, decisions. <laughs> Um, who the Ava brothers, they haven't announced anything. They haven't. I don't think so. You Um, know what I want to do is do go to that comedian, Nate. Nate Bargatze. Yeah. I really really like like that guy. He's funny. I really, really like him. He's like super dry like you. And I think that's like, that's my cup of tea, you know, right up my alley. He easy. Like <laughs> I don't think he's single, so he's not. <laughs> Neither am I. What are you talking about? You just, you know. No, like his jokes. Yeah. Um he's funny. Yeah. And he's not playing in Texas for some reason. No, so come to maybe Texas. we can get him get him to come. Um yeah, he's he's a big Vanderbilt fan too, and they're in the oh. college world series right now. So I'm sure he's he's excited about that. Um 
he's also a big golfer. And I, I guess I'll go on a golf talk okay. real quick because that's something that we got a few questions about. Um, my golf game is not uh, not the best right Wait, now. Wait, let's rewind. Hold okay. on. What did you get to do? Right. In May? Was that May? May, probably, yeah. What did you get to do? I was fortunate enough, um, fortunate enough to participate in the Colonial Pro Am, um, the Charles Schwab Challenge Pro Am, I guess I should say, but uh, everyone in Fort Worth calls it Colonial. Um, A a good friend of mine, Martin, got a team, and so we were able. I was able to join, join him, and so um, you weren't the happiest about it because I had to practice a lot. I was practicing quite a bit, um, neglecting our, uh, probably work and family responsibilities so that I could, um, practice golf, which in the end was probably one of the best rounds of my life. So I'm really yeah, proud of that. That's why I said it. So maybe I should neglect my responsibilities more often so that I am better golfer. <laughs> no, probably not. Okay. Quiet. <laughs> um, no, so I, I practice a lot. It, it rained a lot. I uh, I played golf a little bit growing up, but I, I was never – I played in some junior varsity tournaments, uh, mm-hmm. but never really did like that great. Um, so it's it's kind of a crapshoot whenever I go I out. I feel like golf is always, but – It's when you play with people that know what they're doing, you know, it's yeah. really – you're like, oh, that's what – that's, oh. that's the point of this. Like, you know, it's like, that's the point of this. <laughs> yeah. It's just a little more, more enjoyable, I guess. But, um, I practiced a lot. I felt really good. I had two birdies, uh, yeah. which was good and a par. And then I missed another par putt, um, which for me were net Eagles. So I don't know how familiar you are. I with do. The that's handicap like your handicap. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Um, so I led the team I had was five <laughs> under, so I mean, it's not a big deal, but you know, um, I, uh, we had a great time. We played colonial and, uh, you had some friends come out too. Yeah. So we had, I think like the biggest crowd that was there. Um, I will say an interesting moment. We, we were the third group, I think to tee off mm-hmm. and, uh, the first group, Phil Mickelson had just won, uh, the yeah. tournament the week before. So he was in the first group. He hits a, you know, phenomenal shot. There's, we're on 10 at Colonial. So there's like a little brick wall kind of here. And then it sort of opens up to the putting green and all this other stuff. Uh, The point of that is there's like 300 people around probably like literally everyone that's there is there right now to Mickelson to watch. Yeah. So he does great hits. We're standing there five feet away. The first amateur to go up some guy, they're like announced, you know, Jim, whatever. And you know, you could tell a little bit nervous. <laughs> he goes up to, goes up to the ball, hits it, maybe four feet, <gasps> like maybe four That's feet. What I would do. Shit, like I'm surprised he Aww. hit the ball, like barely hit the ball, and then it kind of dribbled over to the left. Um, was next to the brick wall, right? So then oh, it's no. like, yeah, so you can take a club mm-hmm. length or whatever. Uh, Martin immediately goes, I shouldn't have seen that. I shouldn't have Did seen he start that. To feel he, bad? Well, he was like nervous about his, when Aww. he was going to go up. So we're like, Oh God. And then we're like, just, <laughs> just pick it up. Right. Like don't try to hit it again. That from the wall. From next to the wall. Yeah. Five feet in front of where you just hit with 
the guy that's a multiple major winner is like looking over your shoulder. So uh, he didn't do that. So he took a club <laughs> length and then out of the deep rough next to the tee box, uh, decided to hit and hit it. And then the second shot went uh, 20 feet into the water right there. And so, um, yeah, I mean, he's fine. I'm sure he's rich. Like he's playing in with Phil Mickelson. So, um, but the point of he's that fine. is we were like, oh, this is, this is pretty just makes serious. makes you feel bad right? inside about your own <laughs> game. You're just like, I was feeling great. And then I was just like, oh, okay, the pressure's on. So uh, <laughs> when we went up, I posted this on Twitter, but I just as quickly as possible hit a five iron. Just you did. You went, you were like smooth. walked up and like boom. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't want to think about it. I'm going to throw the ball down and I'm going to hit, and uh, it worked out great. And uh, I didn't. I hit it uh, more than five feet, and I also didn't hit it in the water. So that was the only only Victory. thing that I was I was going for on on that swing. Um, How about your pros? Yeah, who were you with? Uh, we were with Mackenzie Hughes, who is a Canadian gentleman. He was he. Oh, that makes sense because he was right. really nice. He was, he was so, nice. so nice. Like he couldn't not be nice. I no. think that's just kind of what he was like. Hi, ladies, <laughs> like to all me and my friends. He's like, oh hi. <laughs> and then uh, Cameron Tringale, uh, who I didn't care for. Yeah. I didn't really like him. Yeah. He was kind of a douche, and uh, <laughs> you know, but whatever. They do that every week, so I understand. Oh yeah, I bet some of them are like, like, this sucks. Yeah, they're like, why don't I talk to this weird? bearded guy you know but um <laughs> Hughes could not have been nicer he was like helping us read putts well a couple holes in so it was my my little brother Tucker caddied for me uh -huh. our good friend Dan caddied for Martin um the two other guys we played with two of my best friends and uh so we're just busting balls we're just joking like somebody hits a bad shot and we're just like destroying each other you know just yeah which helps I think cut the tension yeah. you know where you know not as Golf much is serious uh it's very serious and especially in that format and so it was this second or third hole where i'm walking with mckenzie and somebody hits a bad one and then i think it was dan just do, you know like the rudest thing he could possibly say <laughs> uh said to to the individual and mckenzie goes do you guys know each other and I was like, yeah. about dan well because he was like do you guys, <laughs> dan are you guys friends and and we we're like no 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 we're all we know each other we're good friends because i don't think that i think it's a lot of times no. yeah but then he would have felt <laughs> uncomfortable so then after that point he was like oh it's just a bunch of idiots making fun of each other that are all good friends so then he opened up oh i and, get it okay uh, and he was hitting great shots. He had, yeah, he did I, I want to say three, maybe three birdies for us. And so we played the front nine with him and just like, I mean, it's insane. Just the shots they hit and their, their margin of error on, on certain things. He's upset that he hits it five feet, you know, over where he wanted to. Um, he helped, helped me read some putts a couple of times, which was awesome. And then fast forward in the, um, uh, the U.S. Open that just happened, he was in first place going in the, in the final day. And mm -hmm. we were all like really, really rooting for him because he was just such a nice guy. And uh, he just it, it, that didn't work out well. He played really poorly in that, but still probably made like a quarter of a million dollars, you know. So it's like I'm, I'm it sure doesn't suck. I'm sure, uh, <laughs> you know, his family and everything is still they're, they're happy. But um Tringali didn't do anything I think he, I don't even think he had a birdie for us he was like just you know a walk in the park so um 
but he could hit it a mile. So that, that was fun. I played really well, I think just cause I, you know, practice a million times I've played once since then maybe. And, uh, did not did not go well. So I think it's just one of those things where I have to just practice. I'm I'm really proud. I want to give a shout out to my good friend Bob Sturm. Yeah. Uh he I love Bob. He's a great guy. He's a good dude and uh big time golfer. He just broke 80 for the first time, which oh. is a pretty big deal, right? So Congrats. For uh hacks like us, um I think he shot a 78 or a 79 somewhere in Dallas. So shout out to Bob. He's really tall. He is tall. So does that make your game difficult? I would feel like, I don't know. I mean, I know your clubs are like longer and stuff if you're tall, but. Yeah, sometimes. I feel like I'm like, yeah. I would be like, Ugh. Yeah, he, uh, it, it seems harder. It does. <laughs> you know, he's, I got like short arms. I can kind of yeah. just, you know, crank one. And he, uh, you know, I think it's it's a little bit tougher. But like that Tringali guy, he's, he was he's tall. pretty tall and lanky and he could just crush the ball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bob, he, he's great. So shout out to him. So that's one of the questions we had was, what's the plan to shoot uh, sub eighty for me? Uh -huh. um, I'd, I'd, it may be, it may be out of the question for me. I really? Think. Well, it's what's just, the best you ever did? I mean, in high school, I shot in the seventies all the time. I've never, I don't think I've ever shot in the sixties. What I mean, like nowadays? Now? Yeah. Well, I broke ninety. A couple months back, 88. That was your goal for a while, right? Yeah, 88 and 89. And then that's kind of the the course that I play at a lot, Shady Oaks, is, is just really, really hard too. So it's like you have to kind yeah. of factor that in. But um, 80, I think, I, I think genuinely to answer that question would have to be, and my friend Philip Poole, uh, I think, asked that, but I, I – I, I probably have to practice like two or three times a week. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, is this it's, you asking? No, <laughs> no, I don't need to ask. I'll just uh, do it. But uh, I don't know. I, I think right, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable being around 90 because, you know, if you have a handicap, you can mm -hmm. play with friends. We're not, I'm not playing. And there's some guys I've talked to and, and guys that I've played with where they were like, yeah, the last week we were out at, this country club and we played for $20,000 for Oof. a match and they're good. And I guess they can do that. And they also have a lot of money to waste, but, um, I, I like to play for like a dollar a hole, maybe, yeah. you know, or, or like, uh, especially like Martin, if Martin and I play, we'll be, just be like, okay, you have to buy the, the beers. Right. And by beers, I mean white claw. Cause we, you know, mm. we like to drink. Yeah. Um, even though it's not like a guy thing, you know, whatever. But now I'm just going to drink Rar, uh, Rar and Sons beer Heck because yeah. it's my favorite beer. Is that one pretty good? It's I good. Need to crack one. It's delicious. Paleta de Mango. Um, I really enjoy it. My and this is great. Pantalonis is gone. Okay. We have more right here. Can I I'll grab? Let me try the one with the spices. Yeah. Sorry. Don't mind us. Rarchalada. We actually, we got a babysitter, so we're just going to get drunk. <laughs> this is not really, I mean, I'm sorry you're Paul, here, you Paul, but we're just kind is of. Uh, is this allowed? Uh, just I'm going to have a good pop time. another one. Oh. <laughs> that was really loud. What was the sound of that? A delicious Rar and Sons beer you yeah. just opened? Okay. Rar Chalada. Is this a oh, ASMR? Yeah. This is right, really right. good. Is it? Yeah. 
I love the can too. Adios pantalones, delicious. I'm a fan. I'll have to try okay. that. Okay. All right. So, so no, golf. that was enough golf talk, right? So um, um, a question that I think about because I love to travel. Sure. Is it difficult to travel with your clubs? Like, cause I know like we've gone to Hawaii and like, you were like, we got to play Kapalua. Kapalua. You played, I sat at the pool and drank pina coladas. Right. <laughs> but, um, like, is it time. difficult to travel with your clubs? Cause I know we've got travel in our future, but will you bring your clubs or? Probably. I mean, I'm not, uh, I, that's a big golf guy move. Like I got to ha- like, I can't play any other. Cause oh, you can rent clubs. clubs. Yeah. Yeah. That seems weird. But then it's not like, it's like your clubs. Like top golf. Right. And so if you're a hard ass like me, you're going to bring your own clubs yeah. to top golf. So <laughs> I think it, most guys and most players would bring their own, mm-hmm. you know, but I, it probably wouldn't make a difference for me. You know, I mean, most of the time Try I just want to go yourself have, short. No, I just, I'm there to have fun and it's like a fun yeah. you know, deal um, to do. And so I, I maybe we'll, we'll make a, we'll make a, a plan to break 80. We'll see. Okay. But I don't have enough. I got too much shit to do with between <laughs> our kid and work and everything else our and kid. opening oh, more, more restaurants. So. Once she's big enough, then I can just take her in the golf cart. Oh, she's and we'll she'll love around. Um, she loves the pool. Loves going to yeah. the pool, even though we just kind of like dip her in. She doesn't really like <laughs> six months do anything. Can't yet. expect much. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that pro am was awesome. That was great. Yeah, that was really fun. And we got margaritas after yeah. at Joe T's. Heck yeah, hung yeah. out. We were there last night actually. Yeah, with family. <laughs> that's funny. They're they're often. Um, no, but that was fun. I, I had a great time, but, um, I, I don't, it, it, I probably, I was really nervous at first and then it just kind of wore off and yeah. I think that helped me, helped me play better, but, uh, well, pretty you got exciting. the most cheers. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I felt, um, I felt good about it. I was going to say, or no, I want I mean, who cares about that? Um, <laughs> what, um, what should we talk about next? F1. Dead air. F1. Um, this is a little crazy. Red Bull is in the lead. Is this it? Like, is this the moment we were waiting for? Were we <laughs> waiting for this? If you're a Red Bull this? fan, I don't know. What do Are we you think? a Red Bull fan? So, I like, I really love F1. Yeah. I, I really do. I think it's awesome. Because of Drive to Survive. Well, and we also... With. In my car, I like to just go fast. Like, I like to drive really fast. I love it. So, anyway. Fort Worth Police Department knows all about that. Yeah, well, you get a discount. So, Um, what I was going to say was, I I enjoy it, but I would say I have, like, a handful of teams that I like. Okay. I'm not like a, you know, Lewis or Die or Verstappen. Yeah, is it a driver? Do you root for a driver or do you root for a team first? I have a question about, too, because, like, I like... McLaren. Yeah. And I do too. But do we love the drivers or do we love, like, I've always loved McLaren cars. So Ferrari always love, obviously, who doesn't want a Ferrari or like to look at them. Right. Or do you like the driver? Right. So anyway, with Lewis, it's kind of like, you know, or Hamilton, it's kind of just like, well, it's, it just needs to happen. Like, it's not that fun. Someone else needs to win. (laughs) It's like the Yankees. Yes. And I do, you know, I do love Hamilton and Mercedes, obviously, Mm -hmm. but it is not that much fun to watch the same outcome every single 
race. So it's kind of fun to see like Max step in and dominate a little bit. Yeah. Because he's killing it. He's doing great. And even then, I mean, well, I guess what, I don't know when this will release or whatever, but they just had the Austrian Mm -hmm. or the Styrian, I think Austrians this week, but it's the same course. So that doesn't really make sense. But anyway, he won. But then the one last week was when they beat Hamilton right, like coming out of the pits. Yeah. And so he like, that was a little thing. And then that was the Botas deal where then Mercedes is like, basically like we don't care about you Botas like we're Mm -hmm. focusing everything on Hamilton so I wonder I don't know if it's announced if he's going somewhere else next year but if I was him I would get the hell out of there because you know but they get out and then beat Hamilton well but they have the best not if he goes for like Williams or something Williams don't (laughs) okay but that's like Raikkonen's with Alfa Romeo and yeah is a phenomenal driver, but he's never, he may get 10th, you know, or something, but because of the cars. Yeah. So, um, but then like George Russell, you know, I think they want him on Mercedes. So that may be, they might, yeah, they they might get him and Botas is out. I think if I, I probably root for Ferrari the most, just cause I like Ferrari and Mm. I like the history of it. Beautiful. Um, I like, I like Mercedes. I like Toto. Toto. The, the push, Lewis, push, push. The coach guy, the boss. Yeah, principal. I think principal. is what it's called. Is a more, call me that from more now fancy on. team principal <laughs> uh, is uh, the official title. But um, I I respect them and and like we're gonna just kick ass for like ten years and do the best. But it is nice to see some somebody else win. Right. That's my only thing. And Max is maybe not the guy you want no. to win, you know, because he's kind of like ego and all that. Um, but you kind of ha- like you have to be ego driven, yeah. I think, in that role, especially seeing Hamilton win every right. week. He's like, I know I can do it. I, I can know I can guy. get there. I just have to do it. Right. And he's doing it now, which is kind of cool on that aspect of it. I agree. I think. Uh, I is think he who I'd want? No, but. Who would you want? Ferrari. Just in general? I don't know. You like Leclerc. I love Leclerc. Leclerc. You think he's... He's uh, just a tiny tines, I think. Well, they all are. I know. They're well, they're all... They're three all, feet tall. No, they're like five... Some of them are like 5'10". Daniel's like 5'10". 5'11". Ricardo. Yeah. I've um, Googled it. <laughs> weird. <laughs> I was wondering... <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's going to, I think it's going to come down to the end. And then two, what's really going to matter is Perez for Red Bull and Botas for Mercedes, Mm -hmm. because like even this last race, they kind of screwed, Red Bull screwed up. They were almost five seconds in the pits and then, uh, Botas got third. So then Hamilton second and third and then, but it could have been Perez and third. So I wonder what it's probably like. I bet Max and Hamilton are going to be one, two, probably forever the rest of the time, but then the rest of the battle. Right. And then if Botas is just like, screw these guys and doesn't really try, then that could affect the end, which. How actually Mercedes comes out in the end. Well, like in the constructors, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, championship. So I don't know. Very interesting. I know. I do like it. It's fun. It's fun and it's cool. Like I, I think too. The uh, I don't. Hopefully we can go to Austin. But I, I was going to ask: Is that happening? To, as far as I know, but um, I'd love to go to like Italy 
like Monza or something, see some of okay. those like I'm you down. know races. Monaco would be awesome. Um but yeah, it's like literally fifty thousand dollars. I just have an issue with that part of it. <laughs> like, let me rent out a yacht so I can watch a you know hour long race. Let's um, talk about meat. Okay, what do you want to talk about? How expensive is brisket? <laughs> it's a nightmare. <laughs> How, how's your beer? <laughs> I need more if we're going to talk about that. Um, I know it's terrible. As of this week, it's gone down, but we we peaked at $5.30 a pound for brisket. Wow. And then this week, I believe we're at $5.25 a pound. So I think we've seen... And an average brisket is how many pounds? Uh, I mean, a case is 75 pounds-ish. So we're wow. probably like 15 pounds raw per brisket. And that's the thing too, like everybody gets it, you know, that's in barbecue, but you're like, we, we had to increase our prices for a number of reasons, but meat was the main one. Um, excuse me, but you, this delicious <laughs> raw beer, but you get, um, people come in and they're like, oh my God, this costs $12 to eat here. You know, it's like, uh, <laughs> we pay five thirty a pound for brisket and let's say we start with the 15 pound brisket. Not to get into all the, you know, whatever, how the sausage is made, you know, as they say. But we may trim two pounds-ish, mm -hmm. two pounds or more of just fat and just other stuff off of that raw brisket that we can't, you know, you can't serve it. No matter what you do, you cook it. It's not going to be edible. It's just like hard fat, whatever. Some of that we save. We turn into beef tall tallow. Some of the good meat from that we save and we grind it into our burgers so at least for us, we're not throwing it away. Most places will use it, grind it in sausage and stuff. So mm -hmm. I think it's rare that people throw that away, but some places do. So then let's say we have a 12, we have a 13 pound brisket from yeah. what we started with, what we paid for. That in our briskets is going to yield 60%, maybe 55% to 60%, I would say, because you have a lot of water content, all that stuff. So it's going to shrink. If you were using a Wagyu brisket or something like that, like we've tested before and I've cooked, you know, plenty of, it's way more. I yeah. mean, you're looking at like a 40% yield maybe, wow. you know, of like mm -hmm. it's just going to shrink to nothing. So it's not really practical to use uh, that uh, for a restaurant, but um, some people do. But so let's say with us, our, our CAB Prime, um, we're lucky. Maybe. And instead of 50%, 55, we get a 60% yield on mm -hmm. that. So then that leaves us with, you know, what, six and a half, seven pounds, you know, brisket of that. And this is if it's cooked perfectly, right, right. for 14 hours mm -hmm. with a wood fire. So all of the wood we're using plus labor, plus all the ancillary, you know, butcher paper, all that other stuff. Rub. <laughs> Rub. Which, but pepper is... A fortune, right? Literally, I mean, mm -hmm. it's insane. So, all of that stuff. So then you get a six pound, seven, let's say seven pound brisket. Of that seven pound brisket, can I get a perfect slice out of all seven pounds? No. no. There's certain parts of it where, especially, it may get hot. You know, on this part, it may get burnt up. But as much of that as possible, we use either in sliced brisket or we use it in chopped. You know, we can use some of it in our, our burgers that we do. Yeah. We can use some of it in our uh, potato skins and all that. 
So let's say of that seven pounds, just being completely generous, we have about six pounds that we can use mm-hmm. from a 15 pound brisket that we started with paying 530 a pound. Mm, food cost. So when you come in and you're like, oh my God, this is so expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it, it, most people get it, but some people don't understand that whole process. Not to mention by the time it gets in the kitchen, then what are we doing? Paying labor and everything right. else just to be able to serve it um, and all the other stuff. So it's, it's, it's a, you know, oh, meat prices are up. Well, you don't look at like all of the other things that go into it and how it affects like the, the big picture. But there are some places that were like, well, for one, at one point there's a local distributor. You can even buy briskets in town, mm-hmm. you know, and that was an issue. Luckily we have a great, uh, meat supplier, Lone Star Meats out of Austin that we love and hold support forever because they're really, really great partners. Um, so we didn't have those issues, but you know, there's nothing they can do about the price and then pork prices went up, but I, well, it's like availability though. Right. I mean, yeah. Ed can't go and be like, here's more cows magically. Yeah. And even unfortunately, then, this time of year, cattle grades out, you know, like it's like somewhere between five to 10% of cattle grade out of, right. which 10% is really like BS that they tell you it's closer to 5% probably the grade out of prime of that. And two, whenever they're grading, they're grading the ribeye, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like they're not like individually cutting open every brisket and looking at it. So there's sometimes where you may get a prime brisket that's really a choice brisket, but, you know, you can't really do anything about that. But so anyway, that's another problem right. of mine. <laughs> 5% of that. So what uh, what we buy, certified Angus beef, their prime uh, briskets, they have to meet certain requirements, all this stuff. They allege that between two and two and a half, three percent of all cattle grade out and meet their specifications. So um, we're not crazy helping ourselves any by no. buying what you know we buy. But it's delicious, um, though. It's delicious, and people have still uh, paid for it. You know, we raise prices because you know it's there's wage inflation. There's all sorts of crazy issues that restaurants are are dealing with that are some are COVID related, some aren't. And, um, you know, we, we had to, had to raise prices, but for the most part, I'll say like knock on wood, but, um, everyone's really gone for it. And I think too, there's a, there's a huge thing where people like, as, as everyone's getting more comfortable, they're like, I've wanted to come to this restaurant for the past year. <laughs> you know, it's like a hundred percent people are like, Ready. I want to support you guys. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, some people were able to support with to go and stuff like that. But, you know, people have been under financial stress but and you see, had yeah. issues where they like yeah. couldn't even do that. So it's crazy. I've seen where now the majority of customers and, you know, if we go to a restaurant, we're in the industry, we understand like, mm-hmm. you know, I go to Tex-Mex place and I get it. They have to raise prices on, on all their stuff. And, um, you know, if service sucks and it's a little slow, then you're like, well, I understand because yeah. it's really hard to, it's to affecting everyone. And, um, it's tough, but yeah, but allegedly what we've seen is meat prices have reached their peak and then they're going back down. So as long as like, you know, (laughs) well, the, you know, market and futures are are kind of, you know, predicting that and showing that, which that's great. But, but then like, you know, JBS got hacked by some Russian hackers. So it's like something like that could happen and completely destabilize 
uh, an entire country, you know? So it's like, who knows, but hopefully, okay. uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, I had a few questions on Twitter that okay. I'll look up real quick. Did you want to, is there anything else on the notes or something you wanted to discuss? Um, I didn't get any good questions. I just got like, how do you trim baby's nails? Okay. <laughs> like not anything good. Which is difficult. It is difficult. And fair. for some reason it's like every day you have to do it for like they grow so fast. So anyway, you just do it. That's how you do it. <laughs> but Erica Jane drama. <laughs> Erica Jane. Dude. Spell it out. Who is that? Anybody watch Bravo? What is an Erica Jane? Are most of our listeners male? I don't really know, to be honest. Probably. Erica Jane. We've is, already talked about Britney Spears. So yeah, we're let me just get a little talk bit about of it. Bravo Housewife or Housewives from Bravo, um, Beverly Hills. She is married to what's his name? Girardi, Tom Girardi, who is the lawyer in Aaron Brockovich, the movie. Right. So he what was that, that like? Billion, billion dollar, five, like settlement, yeah, fifty five million or something insane. Way more than fifty five. I thought it was like yeah. billions. It was a lot. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Anyway, it was a ton of money. So he did that back in the day. So right. everybody for years in Beverly Hills and beyond has wanted to use him. Um, he has a wife that's a housewife, and honestly, one of my faves from back in the day and currently. Until this information came out that they are possibly like, I don't want to like, you know, share too much, but it seems as though, no, let's say this. She all of a sudden, she's obsessed with this dude. She, he's 30 years older, obsessed. I don't know if that's true or not, or if he just has money. They are getting a divorce and everyone's like, what's going on? Because Erica's like, I will never divorce him. He's my person, blah, blah, blah. Well, it turns out that he may be, like, stealing the money that people are being rewarded for their lawsuits. For the settlement, yeah. For the settlements, exactly. And Erica has, like, openly said, I use $40,000 a month for, like, my glam team. $40,000. I'm sorry, can you describe a glam team for our listeners? Like hair. Okay. Makeup. Yeah. And she doesn't just do like come curl my hair. It's like you're putting in fake hair. You got like, you know, everything you could ever want. All of the makeup, all the jewels, everything. Yeah. $40,000 a month on right. that. And so now. Which is only one of their many expenses. I right. Bet, so. Well, cars, everything. And then it's coming out now that people are like, so where's that money that I should have been given right. for my lawsuit? Right. And it's starting kind of to say, okay, Erica is possibly taking that money and using it for well, herself. And also she's... He, he is broke. Yeah. It came out that he's completely broke. He has had, no money. Had millions in the bank to down to he's selling his $13 million mansion. Right. All of this stuff. And all so, of this money that was being saved or invested and then allocated to these people who have horrendous injuries yeah. from these various lawsuits uh all of that money is gone yeah so, so we're not people, alleging anything but i guess people never got anything know, like or they may have got might have gotten like one or two checks and then they stopped coming right so she also she's but she's, she's Erica Girardi. $40,000 purses every day. and Right. Yeah. And that's probably cheap. She also has like this, like, what is this? Uh, another 
personality type alter ego alter if ego you will. so she's Stage also yeah, yeah she's so she's erica girardi but she's also erica jane which is like a a show girl basically like she's very um it's expensive to be me yes she has songs. songs it's expensive to be me um painkiller is another one um but they're just like he basically was like I will fund you. I will give you the money to be a superstar singer is what she always wanted to be. This also started at the age of 50 for her. So it's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's another thing now that people are like, so our money is also going into this like alter ego, this show person. She's been on Bravo too. She's, she is talented, but it's kind of an interesting thing. So more is coming out on that, but We'll we'll keep you posted yeah, here. Yeah. If we've proven Listen to Heim Time about Erica um, Jane. We have all of the hit pop uh news. Well it's more it's stories. not even about her. It's more interesting about him. Like it's like, dude, you are one of the best. Like everybody knows Aaron Brockovich yeah. and that story that he took a chance on her. Famous lawyer. I mean, and then they killed it with that lawsuit and now it's like he, he couldn't be more in the toilet with this story. Fell in love with the housewife. And yeah, she was a waitress, down, 20 down years old when they met. Nice. He was um, like 60. <laughs> you know. It's, it's fine. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. So things are different. 2021. Um, uh, let's, let's go That's, in a that completely different. Uh, dir- was it years ago? Oh, no, when they like, met, like 30 years ago. Yeah, well, um, in a completely different direction. Okay. One of the questions we got from uh, Regina Barbecue on Twitter. Uh-huh. How did you know it was time to open a second location? Oh, we talked about this. Have we already answered this? Well, we talked about it like when we were just kind of explaining why we do what we do. Oh. I'll say before you answer briefly that uh, shout out to Evie Mays. They just opened yeah, their second location. Yeah, Mallory and Arnis. Um, we love you guys. Lubbock. Mm-hmm. They're technically in Woolforth, but then the new one is in Lubbock yeah, proper. Today. Um, and I saw they said two, seven days a week. So yeah. welcome to the crazy club <laughs> with the crazy people. Now uh, oh. it's uh, You can whole, do it. Oh, yeah. They'll be fine. I mean, they make great stuff. So, um, But shout out to them. So how did you know that uh, it was time to do a second location? Well, when we opened Magnolia, you know? yeah, I knew immediately. I knew the week we opened Magnolia, we were going to need a bigger spot. And I remember telling you that I was like, we can't, this isn't going to be big enough. And Magnolia is like, I call it our little tugboat. It just keeps going. It's the best. Um, but we saw, yeah, we saw downfalls in that building and that, uh, location and what we could put out and what we could do. And we knew that we wanted to take those issues and then correct them into our second location, which is now our river location, Mm -hmm. which is huge. And, you know, and, and that was another thing about COVID where that really like showed exactly what river could do Yeah, and what we had dreamed for river river started slow. Yeah. Um, and I, and I get it cause it was, it's so different from Magnolia and, um, but it was like people felt comfortable to come and sit and either be inside because it is a large space or they could go outside on the deck or they could go outside in the backyard area. And people were like, we can do this. This is cool. We are not like we were more than six feet apart from people. Like it's, it's all good. Yeah. And we offered curbside there, but when we reopened, people felt comfortable to come there. Right. And if so, anything with COVID, you you really understand a need for outdoor space, patio right. space, or even just a bigger space where it's, you know, not 
which that's part of restaurants. Restaurants is, are so expensive that historically you have to cram as many tables as possible in a small area. Well, that's not that's not what you wanted <laughs> this right. last year, you know. So and Sweet Maggie's had like twenty four seats. Yeah, literally with so, the fifty percent occupancy. Yeah, it was really sad. Um, yeah, I think for us, one, it was the demand. Because two, you have to remember when we decided to open a second place. We were the only craft barbecue place. That's <laughs> so true. like we were like, oh man, this is awesome. Sales are great. We see a need for, you know, to open because mm-hmm. people want it. Um, and then even it took us a year and a half to open. And since then, uh, 50 places have opened, it feels 50? like. And no, but you know, a lot of places have opened in Fort Worth. So that too, I, I mean, I think that's now where like when we're looking at opening uh, you know, more restaurants, we're looking more like Burleson. We're looking more like West. Yeah. Um, you know, you want to go to an area that needs it. Don't just go like a block away from right. a place, which, uh, you know, I guess you can get some sort of peripheral business or whatever mm-hmm. off of that. But I, I don't really like that, that, um, model or whatever idea. But I think for us, it was just, we saw a need of like, there was definitely, you know, room to grow within the market. There was a need for more, you know, of our style of barbecue. We felt strongly that we had the team and we had the resources and everything to be able to pull that off. Um, You know, I'm sure like Arnis and Mallory are going through this and everything, but too, it's like, there's plenty of opportunities. And if you do well, like I'm sure these folks are doing well, making great barbecue, you're going to get opportunities to open. And we've probably said no 5,000 times, maybe, (laughs) you know, if you count every day for the last six years plus, you know, whatever, um, to where even with Dallas, Dallas was a very unique opportunity that we had been looking for a long time, but it, it, everything had to fall in place to where we were comfortable. With what you're saying, like we're looking now or Burleson, other locations outside of like our home of Fort Worth and that's Dallas was the next one at the river because we were like, we can't do another one. We felt the the drive to do another one, but it couldn't be in Fort Worth. And even then we felt really, really strongly that we had a great leadership team. We had all these people that, you know, could handle it. And then the week before we opened our GM just quit. He straight up. So (laughs) no, no, we were open a week. Oh, well, we it was like soft open. open, right? We but weren't we were, officially open. We were open. We were doing breakfast tacos. Yeah, Jesus. So, so too, I mean, it's Ghosted. like, uh, uh, you know, uh, it was a great plan. And then uh, we had a director of ops at the time that helped out. So it could have been, it should have been a disaster. Let's yeah. be honest. Like, I'm really amazed that, that the Dallas well, store is just pregnant. crushing right now. <laughs> you were pregnant. You cannot, you were, I had to pull you out of <laughs> expoing in the kitchen. You were driving me insane. Oh, I can't you handle don't it. Don't listen to me, but you were it. just uh, <laughs> in there when, when we were training. And so, um, you know, again, like you want to make sure you have a staff and a crew who you can rely on who yeah. can do that. You may even feel confident like us and then things, you know, you get a curveball and mm-hmm. then you're like, okay, plan B, plan C, plan D, whatever. We're um, on like D Probably in Dallas. at this point. Yeah. It's I mean, going it's just, so good though. That's now. the fun Dallas. of restaurants is like every day is a new challenge mm-hmm. that you're kind of. And that's the thing too is like you can have a plan, but it's not going to work. Like no offense to anyone. Like you can set out and be like, this is what it's going to be. Unless it's you 
or I a thousand percent in there every single day, then it's not going to go exactly how you want. And we've had to deal with that, you know, and have to like, let that soak in like, okay. And I talk about this, like the framework of things, like maybe it's not the way we would have done it, but it's still working and our team's still killing it. And we're still moving forward and doing what we, we love. And so it's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a famous uh, football coach, Lou Holtz, who used to say, there'd be, there's three things that would happen in every game that would be like, uh, you know, bad would be an issue or something. Somebody's going to fumble, somebody's going right. to intercept or something. You shouldn't be happen. surprised, I guess. No, like, and not like we're trying to do those things, but the point of it was, you know, you, you, those things are going to happen. It's how you react to them. That's yeah. going to make you successful oh, or I not agree. successful. Mm-hmm. So I always felt like apply that to business. It right. makes sense, but I feel like sometimes we've had like, isn't this like the 32nd thing that's gone wrong? But I guess still, even then you're like, I'm not surprised. Like, let's roll with it make it work, fix it, move forward. I Don't be surprised, I guess. (laughs) I think I have a much different perspective on, on life in general and business because. Oh yeah. It wasn't more than a year ago. I had like a major surgery that Mm -hmm. really kind of changed my life and, and gave me a new perspective and. So, um, a lot of those things like, you know, with Dallas and how it started would, I would, I would, you know, probably feel a lot differently about. And then, um, obviously most recently with our daughter, you're just like, at the, at the end of the day, this is not that big a deal. <laughs> like yeah. we're still, you know, as long as we're doing everything and, and treating people well and, you know, from a restaurant side of things, you know, cooking great food, great service, all those we're going to be all right. And you, you have your issues, um, every now and then with everything, but it's like, we, you just, you gotta let it, you just go. You'll sometimes. drive yourself crazy. You gotta let it go. Right. You just can't, I'm can't deal boat. with it. Um, so I don't know if that answered your question at all, but we appreciate, uh, the question. This is, uh, from my buddy, uh, JJ Colleen, who they have a podcast for the people shout out for F O R E. It's a golf uh, related podcast. If you didn't get enough golf news um, and golf talk from us today, I'd highly recommend it. <laughs> um, JJ and a friend of ours, John Peterson, they do it and it's awesome. Uh, so JJ, <laughs> JJ says, assume you're a driving range pro that has ADD and a drinking problem. What is the best training wheels thing to learn how to smoke? And it turn out nails hashtag nails. Um, great question. I always recommend, uh, pork butt. Oh, I was I like, like, what? <laughs> what did you <laughs> think you meant? <laughs> like weed or something? I didn't know or? there was some type of like oh. terms for golf. <laughs> well, the, yeah. Hashtag nails that may have thrown you off. Um, training wheels, I would say but pork butt is the closest thing. To oh that. yeah. Cause you can smoke it. You really can't screw it up. Even if you do screw it up throw a bunch Still of sauce on it and you'll, you'll yeah. be fine. So, but like we've done these barbecue classes lately, which are awesome. We got a class coming up in July. I think there's a couple tickets left, mm-hmm. um, which you can go on our Instagram or whatever to get more info on that. Um, pork butt's great. Cause you can kind of work out your smoker. You're controlling, you know, a lot of those things, but then, um, brisket is tough and brisket is really expensive too. So you almost yeah. like, I'd recommend, you know, doing a pork butt to where you can kind of practice a little bit, you Mm -hmm. know, and sort of get to where, um, you know, you understand your smoker. Okay. If I do this, it kicks up in temp. If I do this, it lowers in temp. Um, and then everybody loves pulled pork. So it's going to, it's going to be put it on everything. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, next question. Sure. Oh, for me? Okay. Um, what's your favorite thing to cook on a Blackstone? We have a Blackstone at the house. You were oh. pregnant and um, in desperate need of Japanese Palace. And Which I we couldn't go to because of COVID. Because of COVID. Um, and so I did I did uh, my own hibachi on the Blackstone. Yeah, it was great. And we got like shrimp and everything. Combination. Combination fried rice, <laughs> uh, shrimp, steaks, chicken. It was delicious. It we was. Need we need to do it again. Uh, but those Blackstones are great. Actually, uh, from the For the People podcast, John Peterson just got one for Father's Day. So I know he's been cooking oh, the nice. hell out of it. Um, okay, I got a question. It was I'm ready. Will we ever do a Heim Arlington? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, who, who wants to pay for it? Yeah, it's like I uh, okay. <laughs> I like Arlington. I think I would have done it a, a few years ago. Actually, now that I think about it, we were we going did. to open a place, uh, and it is where uh, Kenny Rosso is currently. Kenny Rosso oh. in Arlington. And uh, I went and looked at it actually with your brother because mm -hmm. he lives in Arlington. And we went and, and checked it out. And it was an old like uh, auto body shop mm -hmm. or something, some kind of like yeah. thing. And uh, really cool. And we looked at it, but it just, it, I didn't, it didn't work for the size that we needed right. to. This was the point where like we had seen River and kind of, even though it wasn't doing what we thought, we were like, well, it, we need to be more. More bigger than Magnolia, but smaller than River, and it was a little too small. Um, but then they turned it into Canyon Rosso, and they're doing yeah. great as far as I know. And, um, you know, it's doing well. And then since then, that Hurtado opened, like, across the street. So it's mm -hmm. like, you know, they're really just absolutely kicking ass from what I've heard and yeah, making great all stuff. Great. So that's one of those things. Like, I don't – Arlington's not really a place I want to go. Most of the – the no offense to people from Arlington, but the uh, like Keller area that North Fort Worth, that's mm -hmm. probably the number one thing that we hear. We used to hear Burleson all the time, but since we've like we announced it, I guess, today, but it's kind of like somewhat some people know that we're, we're opening right. out there. So um, south and then north would be good. And we've looked at a few places there, too. But again, it's like the, you know, you say no a thousand times before you say yes. Mm -hmm. so, um, okay. So maybe. Yeah, probably not. But <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Um, I want to open a taco place, you know? I want to do, yeah, do things other, other than, than barbecue. Barbecue just because it's so tough and it takes uh, it, ta it takes forever, you know, just to, to open a place, to build a place, to do. How are we on time? This is taking <laughs> a while. Forever. Yeah. Uh, well, I was trying. I have notes for six months of okay, stuff. So let's to, save it for next time. Okay. Let's save it for next time. Um, good to see you again. Thank you. Uh, I feel like I've, I'm back in the world. We're back in the saddle. I know. Izzy's getting big enough to where you can I'm leave the house. Seeing the light. Yeah. Yeah. You were at the it's restaurant funny. the other day, cracking skulls. I know. Awesome I had her in the, in the baby carrier. <laughs> um, it was fun. It's fun to be back and to have her with us. It's really cool. Yeah, that was fun. And the barbecue classes, you came and did some photos and stuff. So mm -hmm. that was great. We're going to try to do those at least once a month. The next one is a Tex-Mex barbecue theme in yeah. July coming up. Um, it may be sold out by the time this airs, but if it sells out, we may do another one. I just, it depends. Fill it you out. It's, yeah, it's those big, are awesome. It's a All whole thing. recipes. 
yeah, we did a really cool menu mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll try to do that every time. So it's just a fun thing. You know, you can buy a ticket and, you know, drink a bunch of beer and I'll talk, listen to me talk about barbecue. If you're listening to this, then, you know, it's like you're, you're hard up for stuff anyway. So you might as well come <laughs> do a barbecue class. But, uh, but Izzy was there. That was fun. So cheers hopefully, to Rar. Um, yeah. Hopefully we'll do more. Shout out to Rar Beer. Rar. Thanks and again, Sons. Aaron. Brewing company. Yeah. Delicious. I'm going to drink the rest of these as yeah. soon as we leave here. Um, I really like the mango one the most. I think. I'm going to try that next. It's good. I want to try the chilada, but um, thank you to our sponsor, Rar and Sons Brewing. Um, make sure to check them out, especially July 23rd. Hayes Carl uh, is going to be doing a show at the brewery. That's right. going to be awesome. And it, every week they have badass events. At well, the they brewery, always have so. the the brewery open, I think, too, for tastings. and Big Mike plays yeah, all the time. Hang out. Um, so fun. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks. Well, well, we couldn't be happier for Paul, too, and the Nexum Studios. This is just such a badass deal, so mm-hmm. we're really looking forward to to getting this going again. And I guess it just we have to make sure we have a babysitter, but as yeah. long as we have a babysitter, we're going to keep the— We may have Izzy right here. We'll put on Moana on the <laughs> iPad. Uh, maybe we'll do a Moana-themed uh, podcast. Ooh. We can just really pick apart all the, uh, the stuff in that, but um, that'd be awesome. We'll— Thank you for listening. Thank you to the, you know, 12 or so people that we saw over the last six months that were like, I really want you guys to bring the podcast back. Yeah, it was good. um, At times, you you know, we're just, I feel like we're just talking to each other and I don't know if anyone else is listening. (laughs) And so um, I, I appreciate everyone who does listen and listens on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, all yeah. that stuff. Um, we have a Patreon. We still have the Patreon. I, we haven't ever taken any money from it. I honestly don't know like how to set that up, <laughs> but we still have Patreon uh, people, um, whatever you call that. And so follow us on patreon.com, Heimtime Podcast. Um, now Paul's got a freaking, like, what do you call it? White room, all this stuff, crazy. So where we can shoot some, some videos. We want to do some recipe stuff, do yeah. some other stuff. So we, we promise we're going to get that back going and, and kind of uh, expand more options for our, our Patreon. But obviously the video uh, part of this and everything will go on early on Patreon. Right. But follow us, subscribe, give us reviews. We really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you.